This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, much discussion in media forums, social and otherwise, in recent weeks about the current situation with uh, live music venues in the city and the potential threat uh, to them from uh, noise control regulations at the moment, which uh, see uh, it possible for events to be shut down at a pretty short notice uh, and coming out of that Save Live Music Dunedin uh, banded together and put together uh, an open forum on Saturday at Dog With Two Tails in the centre of the city and its music venue Bark to talk about the current situation and to brainstorm some potential ideas around how to move forward on it joining us on the line now from Save Live Music Dunedin, David Bennett. Morena, David, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, Kira. Good morning. For those who haven't uh, caught up uh, with this particular issue, David, just briefly, uh, what was sort of ca- the catalyst for bringing this all together? What is the issue that uh, a venue such as Bark is facing? Um, to bring it down to the most simple uh, fact, uh, it is the district planning. Uh, the CBD and Dunedin City has a, a lack of targeted district planning allowing for amenities and music venues, uh, meaning that a lot of the issues that arise from that, such as the noise issues, uh, are handled very much exactly the same as residential areas, um, with no exceptions given for what is to be expected in those areas, allowing complaints to be fully subjective um, and have very real consequences for venues, basically. And in real terms, for Bark and Dog with Two Tails, that's meant some visits from noise control and indeed uh, one one gig which was was shut down, uh, which the DCC has subsequently apologised for. I think around kind of process, um, but I uh, but I guess moving beyond the the, the individual instances, this forum uh, has arisen out of a rising tide of interest. Uh, what do you put that down to? Um, I believe that. Uh, even though the issue with the dog with two tails, um, the gig, that did kind of uh, kick off uh, a whole thing. It's All it did was bring to the surface a lot of the issues that the community has been feeling um, around the city's lack of support and protection for venues, uh, musicians, artists. Um, so really, when we put the petition together, we weren't expecting such an, a massive response and such a quick one. But it seemed that there was a lot of this feeling sitting just beneath the surface in the music community um, who really feel like something needs to be done. Um, enough is enough, basically. David, you mentioned a petition. Essentially, what did that petition call for? Uh, so it called for looking into the district planning and offering protection uh, for the, uh, venues and performers, um, expanding the zone of that protection from the immediate CBD uh, if there was any protections to be added to encompass the full music zones, um, to give clearer, uh, measurable and objective guidelines to noise control as opposed to a completely subjective and complaint-driven process, and to have any of these changes done in full consultation with venue owners, musicians, uh, live sound professionals, uh, so that any outcomes of this kind of uh, discussion is equitable and fair and realistic, achievable, basically. Where does that petition stand at the moment in terms of numbers? Uh, over 1,700 as of today. 
and presumably that's not uh, open-ended. You'll close that at some point and, and submit it? Uh, so we have already taken the petition to the DCC during the 10-year plan hearings where we spoke, uh, along with a lot of other people from the music community, uh, referencing the petition as well. Um, we intend to keep the petition open until we can secure um, funding and a commitment from the DCC into looking into these issues uh, from a more holistic uh, music ecosystem kind of way. So uh, you put together the f- open forum that was held on Saturday at Dog Through Tales at the music venue Bark. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us uh, about how the process was, how the turnout was, and uh, and how you worked through the issues of the evening. Um, uh, the turnout was great. Uh, we couldn't fit anybody else in the room. If anybody else had turned up, we would have been in trouble because <laughs> we were out of space. Uh, so... But the, the process basically was we, we came in, we got people to answer two questions, which was to come in, tell us their experiences of being musicians, venue owners, um, and otherwise associated artists, or even just people from the community who care, and their experiences uh, with the difficulties they face in, in Dunedin. Um, and then the second one was what, what do they see as the solution? What we were trying to do was get beyond ourselves we are not the we are not the arbiters of everything you know what i mean there's definitely parts of the community and stories especially from venue owners um uh, a lot of these venues face difficulties that the public never hear of because they just kind of take it on the chin and soldier on um and and keep doing what they do to support the music community but there's there's a lot of information there that we needed these people to bring to us so that we could better inform um the questions we were going to ask the council who facilitated the evening? Uh, we did uh, Save the Need and Live Music as a group. Um, so that's it's a collective of university lecturers, uh, sound engineers, venue owners, uh, musicians. Uh, so, yeah, no one person. We kind of did it in a panel section and uh, had a world cafe, as they're called, which is breaking everybody into smaller groups, discussing things, bringing the ideas all together, writing them down, talking through. It was very productive. It was actually a really, really great and really informative evening. It's pointed out a few other things that we didn't realise that we've now added to our our submissions. And that would be things such as what? Um, Support for rehearsal spaces and and what have you for local musicians? Yes, yes. We've actually through through these things coming up, we've realised one of the big venue, uh, one of the big um, issues musicians face is they can't even rehearse in their own home without the fear of uh, having their equipment seized and being fined up to five hundred dollars uh, for just wanting to play music. And when we looked into it, uh, you know, Wellington, Auckland, uh, even Palmerston North, uh, you know, uh, cities like that uh, all have either directly council-ran or council-supported rehearsal studios for musicians in the community. And why, why does Dunedin, uh, Music City, not have something like this? N- not even close. So in, yeah. that, re- in that regard, uh, is there an opportunity to look at uh, other examples, both nationally and internationally, of, of, of how this can work? Because it's a global phenomenon, is it not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, and gentrification is not a new thing. You know, people moving into cities and complaining and shutting venues down and all that stuff. And there are other cities around the world that have lost their music scenes and then introduced legislation to 
too aggressively try and bring it back. London is a good example of that. Melbourne has put in some extremely stringent laws around developers and all that kind of stuff to protect their venues when they realised they were losing so many. And what we're asking the DCC to do is is look at examples from other people and uh, sorry, other cities around the world and even cities within New Zealand and what they've done to protect their music communities before we lose any more venues. More specifically, were there any themes or ideas that came through from Saturday night that, that you would say uh, offered a clear pathway to progress? Um, well, there was a lot of reiteration of, of our current theme. Uh, I believe that the, the biggest bugbear in a lot of people's um, kind of performances is that there is no guideline for them. So the subjectivity is a huge problem. Uh, just simply not knowing whether you're complying. Uh, for example, the gig with Dog With Two Tails, they got a, a a complaint within the second band, and at that point you have to make a choice whether to continue the night onwards, shut down and send everybody home, or continue on hoping that what you've done is good enough to prevent uh, police turning up to execute a seizure and take all your equipment. And there is no objective measure that you can be satisfied that you're within and there is no protections from a curfew standpoint or a decibel standpoint or anything <laughs> it's just whether they think you're okay or not which is a very nebulous thing there have been some positive noises from some councillors and and the mayor around this issue was there any Dunedin City Council representation at the forum on Saturday night uh, yes uh, Councillor O'Malley and Councillor Barker um, were both at the meeting. Um, they were very constructive and very supportive. Uh, and we have had uh, positive interactions with some members of the resource management team and some other councillors during the 10-year uh, plan submissions also uh, expressed that they want to hear more from us. They want us to come back with more stuff that they can do to help because they do care about this kind of stuff. So we're, that's what we're putting together now, a, a document that we're going to take back to council for the funding round for the next three years and give it to them and say, hey, we want you to do a full a full survey and uh, look into this and see how we can approach this in a community-wide, uh, multi-pronged kind of way, and we'll see if they commit the funding. I, I guess, uh, David, uh, there is some way to go on this, and you would expect it might be a, a longish journey. Uh, your hope would be that Save Live Music Dunedin as as a group can maintain some momentum? Do you have plans for further meetings or what is the very next step for you? We definitely have plans for further meetings, um, music events, uh, awareness raising events, stuff like that. It's one of the one of the other big things that came out of this was that we realised um, that there there wasn't a cohesive voice for musicians to speak to the city council. Um, especially it became apparent when the uh, results of the Charcoal Blue Report for the mid-sized venue came out and everybody in the music community was saying, hey, we haven't been consulted. And the DCC comes back with like, well, who do we consult for the music community? So it's it's made that apparent and we're hoping to form kind of a long-lasting group that will help to represent the interests of, of Dunedin 
musicians and venue owners going forward. Really, um, in, really interesting uh, topic this one, and uh, um, it'll be so interesting to see how it moves ahead. Um, thanks, David, for taking some time to join us this morning to bring us up to date on the issue. Perhaps we can have some further conversations as this, uh, as this issue is advanced at Dunedin City Council level and beyond. Uh, no worries. I'd absolutely love to chat in the future. Kia ora. And thank you for having me on. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.